Come, Holy Spirit. Come, sweet guest of the soul. Open our hearts and our mind. Help us to spend this time with you, accompanying you as you are in agony in the garden. Help us to understand all that you went through, what was in your heart. Help us to have a small glimpse of the love that you have for us and the pain that you endured this night. Help us to stay by your side that we may not fear to be with you and help us to understand all that you wish to tell us. For tonight's meditation, I will be reading a few portions from a book titled Passion and Death of Jesus Christ by St. Alphonsus Liguori. This particular chapter is dedicated to Christ's agony in the garden. Behold our most loving Savior, having come to the garden of Gethsemane, did of his own accord make a beginning of his bitter passion by giving full liberty to the passions of fear, of weariness, and of sorrow to come and afflict him with all their torments. He began to fear and to be heavy, to grow sorrowful and to be sad. He began then first to feel a great fear of death and of the sufferings he would have soon to endure. He began to fear, but how? Was it not he himself that had offered himself spontaneously to endure all these torments? He was offered because he willed it. Was it not he who had so much desired this hour of his passion and who had said shortly before, with desire, I have desired to eat this Paschal with you. And yet, how is it that he was seized with such fear of death that he even prayed to his father to deliver it from him? My father, if it be possible, let this chalice pass from me. He prays that the chalice may pass from him, but in order to show us that he was truly man, a human who suffered, He began to feel heavy, a weariness on account of the torments that were prepared for him. When one is weary, even pleasures are painful. What anguish united to this weariness must Jesus Christ have felt at the horrible representation which then came before his mind, all of the torments both exterior and interior, which during the short remainder of his life were so cruelly to afflict his body and his blessed soul. Then did all the sufferings he was to endure pass distinctly before his eyes, as well as all the insults that he should endure from the Jews and from the Romans. 
all the injustice of which the judges of his cause would be guilty towards him. And above all, he had before him the vision of that death of desolation, which he should have to endure, forsaken by all, by men and by God, in the midst of a sea of sufferings and contempt. And this was the cause that made him so heavy with grief, and he was obliged to pray for consolation to his eternal father. And there appeared to him an angel, strengthening him. Strength came, but this rather increased than lightened his sufferings. Strength did not diminish, but increased his sorrow. Yet for the angel, strengthened, yet for the angel strengthened him that he might suffer still more for the love of men and the glory of his father. He was strengthened to suffer more. He began to grow sorrowful and to be sad. Together with this fear and weariness, Jesus began to feel a great melancholy and affliction of soul. But my Lord, art thou not he who didst give to the martyrs such a delight in suffering that, that they even despise their torments and death? St. Augustine and said of St. Vincent that he spoke with such joy during his martyrdom that it seemed as if it were not the same person that suffered and spoke. And it is related of St. Lawrence that while he was on the burning grill, he was with such consolation that he enjoyed in his soul that he yelled out to the people, turn me over. How then, Jesus, didst thou, who gavest such great joy to thy servants in dying, Choose for thyself such extreme sorrowfulness in thy death. He, the eternal word, as much as he loved his father, so much did he hate sin, of which he knew well, the malice. Wherefore, in order to deliver the world from sin, that he might no longer behold his beloved father, offended, he had come upon earth and had made himself man and had undertaken to suffer so painful a death and passion. But when he saw that notwithstanding all his sufferings, there would yet be so many sins committed in the world, his sorrow for this, says St. Thomas, exceeded the sorrow that any penitent has ever felt for his own sins. It surpassed the sorrow of all contrite souls. The reason is that all the sorrows that men feel are always mixed with some relief. But the sorrows of Jesus was pure sorrow without any relief. He suffered pure pain without any admixture of consolation. We read in history that several penitents, being enlightened by divine light to see the malice of their sins, have died of pure sorrow for them. 
O what torment then must not the heart of Jesus endure at the sight of all the sins of the world, of all the blasphemies, sacrileges, acts of impurity, and all other crimes which should be committed by men after his death, every one of which, like a wild beast, tore his heart separately by its own malice. Wherefore our afflicted Lord, during his agony in the garden, exclaimed, Is this therefore, O men, the reward that you render for me, for my immeasurable love? Oh, if I could only see that grateful, that grateful for my affection, you gave up sin and began to love me, with what delight should I not hasten to die for you? But to behold, after all my sufferings, so many sins, after so much love, such ingratitude. This is what afflicts me the most, makes me sorrowful unto death, and makes me sweat pure blood. His sweat became as drops of blood trickling down upon the ground. So that according to the evangelist, this bloody sweat was so copious that it first bathed all the vestments of our blessed Redeemer and then came forth in quantity and bathed the ground. And he fell upon his face. Jesus, beholding himself, charged with the burden of satisfying for all the sins of the world, prostrated himself with his face on the ground to pray for men, as if he were ashamed to raise his eyes towards heaven, loaded as he was with such iniquities. O my Redeemer, I behold thee pale and worn out with sorrow. Thou art in the agony of death, and thou dost pray, and being in an agony, he prayed the longer. Tell me, my Savior, for whom dost thou pray? Grant me the grace to always commend myself to thee, and always to repeat to thee with Jesus Christ, not as I will, but as thou wilt. May the divine will, may thy divine will, not mine, be ever done. As we are here before the Lord in this hour, we ask him to penetrate our heart, which many times is either completely cold or has many barriers around it because we're afraid of letting the Lord in our heart. We ask him to break down those barriers. And how can we not look at him with love, he who has done so much for us? He has given everything for us. Every consolation was taken away from him. He felt complete sorrow. But as St. Afonso said, in order to suffer more for love of us. You can take this time now to imagine yourself in the garden with the Lord. 
praying and watching and being vigilant with him and even consoling him. Ask him, Lord, what can I do to bring you a little consolation? I can only give you a little, but what I have, I want to give. What can I give you, Lord? Look at him as he suffers and see how much he has suffered for you. Let us not be afraid to look at Jesus. Imagine him there, heavy with sorrow, bleeding with drops of sweat and blood. And all for love of us. And as it says in the Bible, he desired to suffer this for love of us. Although it was great torture and great suffering, he still desired to do this for us. <laughs> 